are listening to Up To Me Radio, the best in inspirational talk radio. It's up to me. Hello, my friends, and welcome to Coffee with Kim. I invite you to journey with me to a new day. I believe God has led you to this moment and this place because he is about to bring purpose and potential to your story. So join thousands of women and men from around the globe who have discovered how powerful their stories become once Christ touches them with his purpose. Don't you long to make this same discovery? Then grab your coffee, scoot in, and join me as we let God's Word reveal how every part of your past has been preparing you for this very moment. If you have known the heavy hand of abuse, felt the loneliness of abandonment or rejection, or have suffered physical or verbal violence, then you know how they can rob us of our sense of worth and cripple us with shame and fear. But there is another way, my friends. If you have any of these hurts touching your heart, then today's program is your hope. Hello, everyone, and welcome again to a very special Coffee with Kim show, Conversations of Friends of Faith to Encourage and Equip. My name is Kim Crable, and like always, I am so delighted and honored to be your host today. Our guest in this show is an amazing friend of mine, Brenda Crouch. She is a TV host, speaker, a singer-songwriter, and author. She is also a survivor of all the hurts that I've named above and more. She and I invite you today into a conversation about what we have learned firsthand about pain. Let's talk about how during the hurts, the hopelessness we can feel. But before our conversation ends today, we will find ways to persist in our journey from that place of hopelessness, fear, and brokenness, and start to dive deep into a trust in God's provision, protection, and power. So today, it is such an honor for me to welcome onto the show my friend from California, Brenda Crouch. Hello, Brenda. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me this morning. Good morning. Oh, <laughs> I, it is such an honor and a pleasure. I always love to be with you, Kim. You are such a... Uh, a warrior and a, a nurturer and encourager, and I, I love you dearly. Thank you so much for having me. Well, you know, I remember when we first met, Brenda, you were singing at a large summit uh-huh. in Dallas, and I remember when you took the stage, you literally took all of our hearts, your realness, your mm. authenticity. I can remember, you know, we can look at each other and be so uh, intimidated, can't we? We can, people could look oh, at you yeah. because you. You, you know, you're, you're beautiful on the inside, and then you have this incredible, and outside, and you have this beautiful voice, and I just remember thinking just what an incredible vessel you are in God's hands and bringing all of us to such a place with Christ, with your singing mm. and, your, and your talking, um, but then when I met you, you were just so real and so down to earth, and, and I think our hearts just just blended right into one because we do so Truly much did. have a passion of of just, um, you know, just loving people and seeing them live their best life. So before we get started, tell tell our audience, you know, we have a lot of our my incredible friends joining us, and mm-hmm. um, this is a, a incredible mm-hmm. podcast where we have 
we, we're kind of a, a, a group that have, has just formed just to uh, meet, just to share our stories. And so I'm delighted to introduce you to my audience and, and introduce them to you. And I think this is going to be a special hour of just bonding together. Mm, but introduce wonderful. yourself to them just a little bit. Tell us about, just tell us about Brenda the woman for a minute. Well, Brenda the woman is much different than Brenda the girl, <laughs> and uh, yes. you know I am a, a mother of. I have a 29 year old daughter who has certainly journeyed so much uh, of my story with me. Uh, she's amazing. Has given me three grandsons, and Aww. so I am a Mimi, and uh, <laughs> I am now very happily married to. Uh, after a long journey of, of hard mistakes and tragedies, God has blessed me in my marriage to Paul Crouch Jr. He's an American Christian broadcaster and well-known for his work in the, the TBN family, all the years of building TBN, and uh, now works with many different networks. And we, we do a lot of work together, uh, broadcast work, uh, consulting work. He's a lighting specialist. And so we really, uh, you know, I take some of my, I was an interior designer for many, many years. And I, I now, God is using that uh, in the television world, which is a little different animal. And it's a lot of fun and brings me a lot of joy. So there are many different aspects to ministry. Sometimes we're speaking on a platform. Mm. Uh, sometimes we're sitting uh, with a cup of coffee uh, over mm-hmm. a, a table in a quiet corner of a cafe with a friend, uh, you know, mentoring. And then there are times we are serving and we're serving hard in the, in the non-glamorous work. And so, yes. you know, I just love how God will use absolutely all of the things from our past to actually train us for where mm-hmm. he's leading us to go. And isn't that wonderful that he will take our gifts and, um, He'll actually hone them and create these skill sets that we don't often recognize or realize how useful they will be to the kingdom when when we're Absolutely. perfectly fitted for you know for such a time as this. Absolutely, and I think that that's one of the things that I really that's so important for our listeners and for us to hear every day is that in the process of just what we're doing in everyday life, right. God is preparing us. He is. None of that is wasted. Nothing in our past is wasted. God is getting ready to right. use it. It will fit into this this puzzle of ministry, this picture that, that he is doing, and I do love that. Now, Brenda, weren't you also involved in, uh, in pageants for a bit? Yes, ma'am. I was, uh, you know, at an early age, I discovered that I had this talent for singing and, you know, obviously, and I talk about it in my book, I came from a very musical family, many generations of music. And so that very strong gene led me to uh, start out with talent shows. And I guess the bug kind of bit me at a young age. I, you know, discovered that I could hold an audience captive, (laughs) you know, to a little girl who doesn't like herself very much. Uh, that's a pretty powerful uh, pill to swallow. And uh, so it really was a place I found my identity for a long time. And, you know, God, God blessed it. And he, he's just so merciful and gracious with us as, as he walks us through our journey. And, and I believe that he allows us those seasons because they are a part of our training. But uh, mm-hmm. that 
asked right after uh, it was my last year of high school, I was asked to um, probably because of those talents, I was asked to be a contender uh, contestant in the um, America's Junior Miss pageant, which, uh, you know, is a subliminal or a um, subsidiary to that. And I um, entered that, had a lot of fun. Uh, and then I decided to go for the Miss America program, franchise program. So that was, I, now I lived in Northern California. I'm sorry, Northern uh-huh. Nevada at the time. Uh-huh. And uh, so I was Miss Elko County and that took me to Miss Nevada. And the first year as a fourth runner up and I was just determined I am going to do this. And, you know, I really mm-hmm. started kind of morphing into this, what I'm going to say was a glamorous image. It was what I thought was a better me. And I was, you know, taking all the coaching and the, all the advice. And I was learning some wonderful, you know, interview skills and I had stage presence and I was really kind of um, perfecting all those things and becoming more confident in uh, my presentation of myself and uh, it was really my dream to have the Miss America crown. And I really wanted to glorify God in this, but God had a little different idea for me. And so, you know, the second, uh, my second year at Miss Nevada, I was first runner up by half a point and it broke wow. my heart. Um, I continued on to represent the Miss Nevada as in the national sweetheart program, which is up for, you know, all the first runner ups. And, you know, uh-huh. I, you know, I was just brokenhearted. It sent me into a, a really strange uh, place of mind. And I had to begin to face, I, I would say that was the beginning of my journey of what I call dismantling the crown in chapter two of my book. And um, not that that's a negative thing to win a crown, but I think that we're in such a culture which has continued to get worse and worse that tells us that you know we only become what we you know what we project and that that those are the things that give us value and so Mm -hmm. you know I think that it was my journey was going to strip away all those things and get to the heart and the root of what was actually what had cloaked me in shame and what had taken and seized who I really was over all those years. And God would then have to rebuild me, but he had, you know, God had a different plan in mind for me. And so it was me that wanted to uh, decide how I was going to bring him glory. (laughs) Right. You know, what does the scripture say that a man makes his plans, but the Lord is the one that orders our steps. And, and uh, so we don't always know what our journey is going to look like. But it would come through, you know, the uh, the poor choices, the poor uh, relational dynamics and not, uh, you know, not knowing who I was, that I would enter into these very abusive relationships. And uh, they took me down so hard and so far into a pit, right. um, an right. emotional pit, you know, physical pit, that it was really my unraveling. And I and I will stand by this till the day that I die because we don't like that message. We don't like to embrace the understanding that it is in our darkest moments and in our unraveling of ourselves that we actually have an opportunity to encounter Him, and there is our greatest gift 
in that exactly. moment. So the things that, that hurt, you know. Go ahead. I, I think uh, just to slow down just a minute, because there's so many truths that you're talking there that I really want our audience yeah. to absorb is that, you know, it's, you know, just trying to find our identity, you know, just talking about that, you know, with the pageants and, you know, that makes me say to our audience, you know, where are we trying to find our false identity? Where are we trying to find the glamour? That's another point that you brought out. I mean, we're in a world where we want everything to look glamorous and, you know, Mm -hmm. many times being right in the middle of God's will is not all warm and fuzzy and it's not pretty and it's not glamorous. It's, it is work, but, but it's so, it is so significant. Again, it's where we find our greatest peace. Brenda, one of the things mm-hmm. that, uh, that I'm going to land on here is on the cover of your book, which is called Fight Forward, Reclaiming the Real You. Mm-hmm. That is just spectacular. I love it. I, it's, I've underlined it, starred it um, in different places because mm-hmm. it, it could be me writing the book. And I feel like that most people who right. will read it will feel the same way. Um, but Paula White uh, says on the front of your book, Brenda and her story are proof that when you reclaim your true identity, you find your voice and, more importantly, your divine purpose. Oh, my gosh, that is such my heart and my message. And I yeah. feel like every person wants to find their true identity. So let me ask you, um, in the book you talk about, you mentioned the issue of hijacked identity. Let's mm-hmm. talk about that for a minute because it's almost like um, it's almost like I, I refer to it a lot as stolen identity, you know, like when we have our credit card stolen and, and then we're just, yeah. we've lost control because someone else is in control of who we are very being. So I believe that that's definitely something that's spiritual that people would like to dig into today. So let's talk about that. What do you mean when you talk about um, your identity being hijacked? We absolutely nailed it. And that is the idea behind using that word, you know, I was laying in bed one night and I was just, I was praying over this because I was already stirring. The Lord was, you know, pressing me to write a book. And I, I just said, Lord, I really feel like this issue of identity. We are all so mm. broken in our identity. And God spoke back to me. He said, you know how he speaks to you. Uh, and he said, yes. it's not a broken identity that you had. Your, your identity was hijacked. And I about mm. fell on the floor. I mean, that came from moment. the Lord. And, yeah. oh, my goodness, it really, truly was. And I began to really kind of study that word a little bit. And, you know, if you think about what hijack means, it, it's anything that is a precious cargo, um, a valuable cargo that's being that's mm-hmm. in transit, it's being transported, um, when it is halted and stopped and then seized or stolen. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's nothing more precious than the image of God in us, the thing that God right. gave us as our to complete our identity. And when mm-hmm. we have been, I truly believe that through woundedness, through the, the assaults that come at us from as early as childhood, and some of those things are terrible. You know, we, we can look at the stories of things that happen to children uh, mm-hmm. and, and just look at the news and realize that the enemy is out to not just destroy, um, uh, you know, adult people, but when mm-hmm. we're young, you know, just like when Herod tried to take Jesus out as an infant, yes. He, yes. you know, the, the enemy knows, he sees that calling on us and he sees mm-hmm. that we can be a threat to him. 
And he starts when we're young, trying to take us out. And so through Mm. these wounds that come at our soul, we become fragmented and we are halted. And we are then, I believe he, he's trying to steal, you know, the, the scripture Mm. says that he roams around like a, a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour and that he comes to kill, steal and destroy the thief. And so he's, he's out to steal that thing in us that God gave to us that is so pure and so authentic and so real. And it's the part of us that melds with his image that becomes then whole as we become fully human as we were created to be. And so right. if the enemy can then, you know, it, in, intervene and cut us off at the pass and steal that thing and then replace it with a counterfeit. And this is the thing. This is what I feel is so critical. He's Mm -hmm. replaced the authentic us with this counterfeit suggestion. This is who you need Mm -hmm. to be. And then everyone will Mm -hmm. love you. And Mm -hmm. so we begin to then project things that it's exactly what I did. I thought, I I don't like me. And, you know, the reason I didn't like me, I was filled with shame from an early Um, abuse and a secret within my own family and I uh, so hated myself that I thought I'm going to become I was very determined I'm going to become Mm -hmm. uh, someone lovable and someone Mm -hmm. that I can love you know that was really what it boiled down to and um, so we project all these lies and these things that we're really not in order to try to become and we get farther and farther away from God's design. So I believe that's where we get become hijacked. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, and I think, I think for our listeners, here's what I would like for you to hear from, from, from this is that, that there's an inner message too. in all this is that we don't, uh, we don't take on these other identities because we are trying to be, you know, fake or, or, or not real or, no. or immature. Mm-hmm. It is from a good place in our heart that we want to be our mm-hmm. best. We want to be, it's like yeah. it, it goes all the way back to the garden, of, uh, doesn't it, with Eve. It's like, oh, you're not good enough unless you eat this. So it's, it's not mm-hmm. that, and this is, where I, this is what I really want people to hear, is that it is your goodness, it is your desire to mm-hmm. be all that God wants you to be that has, hijacked our identity we we feel in ourselves how could god love something that's so damaged how could god love something Mm -hmm. that has messed up so much and so out of our heart's desire to be all that god wants us to be we kind of put ourselves on the back burner don't we brendan it's like surely that is not lovable god but that's exactly who god loves and for us to be able to bring people into that light which you talk about um I love you talk about freeing people of these lies and being able to help them come back and find their identity. Um, It's it's something that I really hope that our listeners can hear today because bottom line, you are good enough. You are what God wants you to be. He Mm -hmm. said that while we were yet sinners, while we were still in darkness, he gave his son for us. For God so loved you that he gave his son it's not the you you want to be or the you you wish you could have been, but it's you as you are, where you are, as you're sitting right now listening to this podcast. God loves you that much, and he's ready Amen. to come in and do a work in your life right now. Amen. So, and you really, you know, you. I love what you just said because we often think that, 
that that the lie looks so sinister <laughs> and it yeah. is a sinister yeah. thing because it comes from the enemy of our soul but we you know the bible says that he he comes like an angel of light and yes. you know i like to think yes. that you know sometimes these aha moments we have are not necessarily leading us in the direction of truth and yeah. so that's exactly where i was i mean i was raised by a christian mama i loved jesus and i yeah. Listen, everything yeah. I did, I was um, dedicating to him. I was saying, Lord, let me glorify you. I was leading people yeah. to uh, become saved. Uh, I would lead them yeah. to Christ. And that, that was my desire. But I didn't yeah. realize that I didn't know who I was. And I was building mm-hmm. a me that had nothing to do with what God had designed me to be. And it, so it's like we live in this two-dimensional world that we think is okay because we have never tasted of the real thing yet. And God is so, so patient with us. I mean, mm. I look at all of the years that he walked with me and that he mm. spoke to me and that he would, uh, you know, then draw me and he would be there when I had made my pit so deep that I couldn't mm-hmm. climb out and he would rescue me and he would say, okay, now baby girl, you know, I think of the, um, the beautiful scripture that talks about Israel and how that when I found you, you were laying there kicking and, and crying in your own blood. And mm-hmm. I thought, man, we, we look like what we have just been through when he, when mm-hmm. he finds us and he picks us up and he cleans us off and, you know, and he begins to dress us and he begins to teach us and nurture us and give us the milk that we need. And pretty soon that milk turns into meat, you know, and I Absolutely. just think my story is all about his faithfulness. And right. that is what really begins to seal um, and define who we are because we begin to realize how valuable we are that he would go through such trouble that he would go to the distance and beyond to, mm-hmm. to rescue us and to say, you are my prize. Wow. Right. That, that you are my, my masterpiece. Day. Yeah. My masterpiece, Absolutely. the apple of my eye. Yes. You know, Brenda, I, what, I, what I want to um, talk about is the moment of vulnerability. And, you know, we hear what you said about, you know, you, you love Jesus. You were in church. You were leading people to the Lord. Same with me. I was, you know, and I bet a lot of our listeners could say, yeah, me too. I'm in church uh, on right. <laughs> Mondays and Sundays and Tuesdays and I'm doing it. Yeah. And then there are going to be those people that are listening that have never been in church. Well, this, this applies to all of us because what Brenda just talked about that, you know, you have to believe if you believe in heaven, you have to believe in hell. If you believe in spiritual mm-hmm. strength, you have to also believe in, in spiritual warfare. And, you know, here's yeah. the thing, that no matter our motive, life is going to happen. We're going to have disappointments. We're going to have struggles. Many of us are going to suffer abuses. You know, my friends out there who have suffered abuses, you didn't deserve that abuse. You did nothing that, that should cause right. you shame about that abuse. But what God wants us to understand is, is at that moment that life happens to us because of fallen world, fallen identities, the way this world is, what he wants us to understand is at that moment when we, when we make that mistake, at that moment when we are abused, 
that that is our most vulnerable moment. That is when the enemy will slip in and will begin to fill you with lies. You're not good enough. If you had been trying hard enough, this would not have happened to you. Right, right, Brenda, all these lies begin to soak oh, into yeah. our soul. And that's when we must know the word of God to be able to deny and reject those lies and to be able to get through what we've gotten through. But if you haven't, Amen. you can always go back to that place of that hurt and, and allow God's healing to come in and, and begin a new work in us. And, Brenda, we're gonna, we need to take a 30-second a, a break. And what we're going to do okay. is we're going to come back. We've kind of set a platform now of the hurt, the vulnerabilities, mm-hmm. the stolen identity. Now let's come back with the hope. We've, we've talked about the hurt, okay. but boy, God has a different plan, doesn't he? He is our, our hope, and he is our rescuer. And my friends who are Amen. listening, I want you to stay tuned because no matter how, how, hard you, how hard you've fallen, what abuse, what addictions, how much you do not like yourself, that you wish that you were in a better place, I believe that you're here right this minute because God is saying this is your moment. I want you to understand that you, through me, have the power to write a new ending to your story. That he has said, I have come to meet you right this minute, right in this place. And he is inviting all of us to step into his power and to look at him as our hope and say, we're going to walk with him and we're going to see things start to turn around beginning this moment. So, Brenda, you be praying. We've got some listeners out there who are ready to to step into God's power, and we're going to be back in in 30 seconds, and we're going to start this walking of the new hope, okay? See you right back in 30 seconds. Okay. I'm probably okay to have one more drink before I drive home. I'm probably okay. I open the window to stay alert. Probably okay. I just popped some gum in my mouth. Step out of the car, please. I probably made a mistake. Probably okay isn't okay when it comes to drinking and driving. If you see a warning sign, stop and call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Coffee with Kim. What an incredible guest and conversation we have going on today as I've invited my friend Brenda Crouch author, songwriter, singer, amazing TV host. She does it all, but what she does best is minister to the hearts of hurting people. Before I bring Brenda back on, I'd like to invite you to like us at facebook.com slash roses and rainbows and become a part of our team and helping minister and encourage other people. I also like to invite you to visit our website at kimcrable.org for more information about our ministry and ways that we can connect. If you're interested in what I do, my heart, the birds, the blessings, we have the book, the the series, the teaching series, and now you can also see the complete teaching series on um, NRB TV and Inspiration TV and other things. You just simply check your local listings for that. I am on tour, 2020 Birds of Blessings tour. We'd love to come to your city with this transformational message. Grab a few friends and invite us in. You can call, contact us at Karen at KimCrable.org. Let's get booked. Let's see things healed in your area. 
Okay. Also, the last thing is Coffee with Kim is an entirely listener-supported radio broadcast. If you would like to support, you can simply go to kimcrable.org and make your investments there. Now, we're going to continue our talk with the incredible Brenda Crouch. And if you have a question or a comment, feel free to call in. If we have time, we will definitely bring you on. The number is 347-324-5246. Press 1 to go into our virtual green room, and our executive director will let us know that you're there, and we would love to hear from you. 347-324-5246. Be sure and press 1. All right. So, Brenda, we laid the foundation of the hurt and the pain, how the enemy comes in Mm -hmm. to kill, steal, and destroy I love the scripture where God says, but take heart for I've overcome him. So let's talk about and that's John 10, 10. Let's talk about that. Some of your personal experiences, you know, you talk about the, uh, the hijacked identity. Many people, as we've talked about, find their identity in social status and success and career. Let's talk to our mm-hmm. listeners how to find their identity in Christ today. Let's give some practical applications that you're so filled with of how do you get started? Let's say someone has said, okay, Brenda, Kim, I'm right there with you. I don't even know who I am anymore. In Burdens mm-hmm. of Blessings, we talk about when you don't know who you are, you start to become who everyone expects you to be. Let's talk to those mm-hmm. people, men, women, and teens, who feel like their, their identity is stolen. Let's give them some practical application from God's Word on some simple things to start right now, to start reclaiming who they are in Christ Jesus. What would be your first thing that you would say to them, Brenda? Well, the thing that's on my heart, what I want our listeners today to really understand and to hear is that you may be at, a, at an intersection where you feel like everything you've tried to, that you've lived and believed um, mm-hmm. has, is falling apart, it's crumbling. And there's, mm-hmm. a, there's this deep ache and hunger in you, that this insatiable place that knows something's wrong and mm. you know you're the things that used to fill you and give you you know the satisfaction or, or that drove your engine no longer mm. are satisfying you and you're realizing those things are not what uh, you know I'm not where I thought I would be and yeah. uh, maybe you feel like you're a failure um, and this is the place where hope begins to um, diminish and melt away and you know the the when hope is gone it makes our hearts sick um and and so i really believe that this is the place that is so critical that you turn your gaze from all the things that you thought were going to be the answer even if you're a follower of christ already there's a this is the place where you turn your gaze and you say lord i have i have all all of this around me is ruins i'm what i've built is a mess here and i'm in a place where i need your mercy and your grace and i believe that you can take my ashes and you can still make something beautiful you still can get me to where you've always wanted me to go but it's going to require my surrender I think that surrender is such a beautiful thing and it's the thing that we resist. So, you know, we come to that place where we have to face our natural resistance to him or to the truth 
and it's in all of us. It's it's part of our human nature and our drive to want to, you know, we're the ones that want the reins. We want to control and drive the bus because we want it to be what we want. And we're so afraid that God, our father, is going to make us do something we don't want to do or to leave something that we love. And, yes. you know, there may be seasons where you have to surrender things and because you're in a place of redefinition. You're in a place where he's going to love on you and court you. And he just, it's a time where spending, spending your time with him, getting close to the sound of his heartbeat, where you hear his voice and you begin to commune with him. You understand then what covenant relationship is all about. And you, you're in a place where you can bless him and he blesses you. And then as you begin to walk this out, you will walk differently. I'm quickened to think about the life of Jacob and how that, you know, he spent his entire life uh, the the Bible says he was born reaching after his brother, his twin brother Esau's heel. And because he felt entitled to the blessing that his brother had. And, you know, so often, especially with social media, Kim, we are so, it's in our face all the time, what everybody else is doing and how everybody else seems to be getting blessed. But what about me? What about me? Yeah. And so we live in this kind of state of panic. Uh, you know, I, I have to, I have to keep making it happen for myself. And if it's not happening, I have to at least project a lie that it is, you know, fake it till you make it, right? That's that's right. And, you know, Jacob was kind of like this. And oh, how God loved Jacob. And he loved the fact that he was this little fighter. You know, he he was born that way for a reason. But in in his trying to fix it for himself, he deceived his father when his eyes were dimming. He He tricked his brother because he knew his brother's weakness and he took the blessing that had actually belonged to the firstborn, his brother who came out first. And he, he then went on his merry little way, but God said he would reap what he sowed. And he lived for 21 years in Laban's household, living like, you know, being taken advantage of. And when he comes to that point of 21 years, God says, Jacob, it's time for you to go. You don't need to be living under Laban's control. I didn't design you for this. And so he realizes everything I built is a mess. I have Mm -hmm. made a mess. And so he takes everything that, and God was blessing him. You know, he takes all the blessings with him. He's got his flocks. He's got his wives and his children. And they set out on foot into the desert. And they're in that place of Gilead, which is a place of healing, but it's a rocky place. So if you're in a hard and rocky place, this arid, hard place, God wants to heal you here, the places you've been wounded by the enemy. This is where God's going to heal you. And I'm just going to encourage you to embrace this season. It's dark. It's hard. You you feel weary and you wonder if you're going to die out here. But this is where God will heal you. There came a point where... And this, excuse me, that's where God brings us to he brings us to those hard places for that healing don't you yes, agree he does that that's where we yes find he does that life has gotten bigger than what we can 
do more than we can. It, right. it, it becomes bigger than we are. It makes me think of Hagar in the Bible when Jesus when she runs and God, the angel of the Lord, meets her there and he goes, where have you been? And where are you going? You know, it's like it's in that yeah. moment of today of, you know, what are, what are you going to do today? It hasn't been working in the past. Uh, you don't mm-hmm. want to continue this with the future. And it's like this this is the moment that we have been empowered to make that change. And, Brenda, when you were talking about the surrender, um, have you heard that story? Mm-hmm. And maybe the – I love that picture because we think that what we have, even if we've mustered it up within ourselves, it's like, oh, this is pretty, this is pretty good. And I don't know what God yeah. may ask me to give up. <laughs> And when you were sharing that, it made me think of that story. Have you ever heard the story of the little girl with the, with the imitation pearls? And she has them behind her. She has them, and her father comes in Aww. at night, and he asks her, will Aww. you give me your pearls? And she goes, oh, no. Wow. He says, do you love me enough to give you those pearls? And night Aww. after night, he goes in, and she has her little wow. imitation pearls that she just loves so much. And he keeps saying, will you, do you mm. love me enough to give them? Do you love me enough? And finally, mm. he comes in one night, and people, this is what I want you to understand. You know, when God asks yeah. us to give him something, it's for something greater because Finally, yes. the, little, the father came in and said, do you, will you give me those pearls? And as the little girl with tears running down her eyes brings out those imitation oh. pearls and gives to him, at the very same time she's given the imi- imitation pearls to him, the father is presenting her with the mm. real pearls. You know, that, Come uh, on. Uh, isn't that great? Isn't that a beautiful vision? Yes. And, and that's it's what I gorgeous. see. Yes. You, yes. So whatever God is asking us to give and to surrender, it's because he wants to give us what we can't do, what we can't get on our own. It's the real thing. That's right. And what's most important, it's what brings us to our real selves, isn't it, Brenda? Right. I mean, how much different do you feel now as you've discovered the real Brenda and you've been able to make peace with the real Brenda? Well, that's exactly uh, what happened for me, and it, yes. it it really I guess where I'm what I'm saying where I'm trying to go is that it it requires the struggle, and that's why I was yes. thinking about Jacob and how that he yes. you know he ends up in that desert alone because he sends his yes. family across the river that you know what that river was called was Jabbok, and that name actually means to empty itself out. And yes. I and I thought, my God, we're at the place where we're emptying our agenda out. My everything yes. that I have built of me, the things that I thought were me, I'm going to empty it out. I'm going to hand it over to God. Everything yes. I've loved, everything I've, you know, treasured, I'm handing yes. this to God. This is the place of total surrender. And it was in, yes. you know, in that place that we know that Jacob wrestled all night with the, the scripture says the angel or the man with a capital M. I believe it was the son of God. It was God yes. that he was wrestling with. And mm. we wrestle with our resistance to the thing that God wants. But then in that place, he said, I'm not going to let go of you until you bless me. And the the man said, what is your name? And see, mm-hmm. this is the moment of truth, Kim, where we That's have to right. look at ourselves. But we can't see ourselves until we're standing without our mask. The, the Bible says with face unveiled and looking into the, the, the glory of the Lord. That's the mirror of, of mm-hmm. his glory that reflects back to us. All yeah. the truth, all that we right. are and all that we're not. 
And that's okay. a place where he, it says, the Bible says that he whispered. He couldn't even barely say his name. He whispered it. I'm Jacob. Right. Meaning, I, I recognize I'm a deceiver. I'm a yeah. swindler. I've, I've, everything I've done has been dishonest. And it was in that place then that the man, Jesus, touched him in the hip or the thigh, which is, it, this is a place of oath. It's a place of covenant in the Old Testament that they, their tradition would be they would touch them there, meaning that they're calling, it's the place of reproduction for a male, okay? Uh-huh. They're uh-huh. calling into account and into witness the future generations. And so this is the place where God says, I'm going to touch you in your reproductive place. And you will never walk the same way again. We come out of that blessed with a new name. Mm-hmm. He says, your name is no longer Jacob. It is Israel, meaning contender. So we have to contend with God in this lonely place, in the place of our mm-hmm. brokenness, the place of our understanding who I am. I was there. And I said, God, I have made such a mess. But it was there that God gave me a new name. He gave me a new identity. He traded my fake pearls the things I, mm-hmm. I held on to and I loved so much for the mm-hmm. real thing. And he gave me something that will never change and it will never be stolen away from me again. Because see, in that place, you understand the lie of the enemy and you never let him back in to lie to you again. He may fight you. He may oppose you, but he never has that power over you again, over your identity, over your mind. You have the mind of Christ. You have the identity of Christ that has given you another chance. It's really your first chance. You've just begun. And this, my mm-hmm. friend, is where hope is. And that is where we then walk different. And we have, we're walking now in covenant. We're walking in such a beautiful blessing where there's nothing missing and there's nothing broken. And it doesn't matter what our circumstances look like. We know that we know that we know that he's walking with us. And, that, and that's where we begin to see even miracles and provision and things that blow our mind. And I used to call those kisses from heaven, you know, all the little things that God would do. And he still does for me. How is it that Brenda could come from her place of, you know, being in this, coming out of the kind of abuse that I did and the, the, and, and it's all in my book, uh, Fight Forward, uh, go into a lot more detail there, but, and it's tastefully done. But, you know, how is it that God could bring me out of childhood sexual abuse and then domestic violence and to be so stripped and to be so broken and to mm. feel like, you know, I've really messed up my life. And there, how could I ever glorify God? I, I will never mm. be able to do the things I dreamed of doing for him at one time. But see, mm-hmm. God wanted my identity to not be in those things. And how is it that he could bring me here to where I am today? It is an absolute miracle of the Lord to give me this, uh, this new life and this new, even a new platform to be able to proclaim his goodness to those Mm -hmm. who need to hear about it and to be married to a man who also comes from a broken road, but together, you know, we are walking in the anointing of the Lord and become healers to one another as well. That God, God intended for us as the body to be his, his hands and his feet and his healers and his encouragers. And that's what he will make you because he will build you strong like a, a weapon in his hand against the kingdom of darkness. And out of your desperation and out of all your failures will come such glory and such light that it will absolutely break chains. That's what that means. 
Absolutely. And, you know, for our listeners, I just feel, you know, at this moment, I feel like I think about all the years that I needed to hear uh, these things that you've been saying, Brenda, that all the, the years that I needed to hear that it wasn't my fault, the years I needed to hear that right. my, my you know, the truth of, in Hebrews where Paul says that our callings and the gifts of our lives are irrevocable. You know, friend who is listening out there, the, what God birthed you to do is irrevocable. The mm-hmm. gifts that he has given to you it can, will not be taken away. And while you think right. that that you're too dirty, you're too damaged, you've done too badly, you know, God says that he can redeem that and he will. he can take that. It goes all the way back to the story of Joseph when he looked at his brothers and he said, you meant it for evil, but God means it for good. You know, I believe that. Right. I hope that what you're hearing from this podcast today is that, you know, right where you are, God can take all of it and be glorified in Mm -hmm. it and give you a voice. And, you know, Brenda, we only have about 10 minutes left. And I want to talk about that, that voice that we can have, because I believe that so many, if I, 30 years ago had been able to hear this Mm -hmm. podcast, I would have been so leaning into, okay, help me because I was in church. I was leading a women's Mm -hmm. ministry. I was doing all the things that you check off the box, but I would go home and I was so lonesome and I couldn't understand why it's like, why could I not connect? And the reason that I could mm-hmm. connect, and I believe what you're saying and what I see also your book is, is because I was trying to give God all the things that I thought were worthy of him to use. Yeah. And so, you know, mm-hmm. organization skills, doing this, you know, decorating, right. whatever. It's like, here, God, can you use this? Mm-hmm. Can you use this? But God says, come to me, all ye who are broken and weary. He wants us to bring up bring to him our brokenness, those things that are causing us yes. to walk the floors at night, those things that are that are causing us to have anxiety attacks, those things that are so much bigger than us, our financial problems, all these things that are blocking us from the joy that he mm-hmm. wants us to have. He wants us to bring those things. And that's what I didn't understand for so long. I didn't know that he could work through my abuse. I didn't know that he could work through the horrible mistakes I made. But that's why I wasn't connecting because I wasn't giving him all of me. So Mm. surrendering that word that you use, it's such a beautiful word. That is Mm. what God is wanting all of us to do every Mm -hmm. morning, to re-surrender ourselves to him and to what he wants to do with us. So in that, let me ask you this, Brenda. If you were just listening to this and you're thinking, oh, my gosh, I I have to find someone to talk to. Where would you find that person? Who would you mm. go to? Because we cannot be healed until we begin to talk. Yeah. You, spoke, you spoke about faking it until you make it. In, in yeah. my book, I put, most people say fake it until you make it. And I put, but I believe that we can face it, face it, face it. Yeah. We can use God's Yes. Yes. That's so it. How, how do we well, find the, someone to talk to? The first person is Jesus. The first person is yeah. the Holy Spirit. We yeah. we have to start there, and you know yeah. it doesn't even matter if you you don't know how or, or what have did a that hard conversation time even believing. That, yeah, yeah. What does that conversation? What does that conversation look like? Like look when like, you say you know uh, yes. What would that say? What would that look like <laughs> to the person who's going? Okay, I need to talk to him. 
to help help yeah. them start that conversation with them. You know, for me, I had to put away all my old pretty prayers. <laughs> yes. Really get get to that gut level honest with him. And and I'm gonna say this too, Kim. You know, there are times when there's nothing but the moaning and the groaning that comes from your yeah. spirit that the yeah. Holy Spirit understands. And sometimes it's that weeping deeply. in his presence. In, yes, yes, and inviting him yes. in, and the Holy Spirit intercedes for you. And, you know, yes. knowing that, that Jesus is constantly making intercession for us is such a wonderful um, uh, encouragement to me and comfort to me. Yes. Uh, you know, I still face those moments at times because we're constantly sure. growing, and he's constantly pushing us to the new place. And new discoveries. So this is part of our journey with him. And, and I think that it's in the, it's a heart position. It's like a realignment, yes. if you will. Uh, like if you go yes. to the chiropractor and they, you know, they just realign everything. Then in, in the skeletal, then, then the framework changes for what you're carrying. And if you're in, you've got to have that place that you are alone with him and you're just pouring out and saying, God, I need you. I'm desperate for you. I remember saying, I need you more than my next breath. That's where I yes. was. Yes. And, you know, I remained there. Um, this place keeps me so humble and dependent on him. But I also yes. would ask him to guide my steps and my relationships. If you commit those to him, he's go and ask him for wisdom and discernment. Because we also know there's plenty of people out there that are going to give you bad advice. But, yeah. you know, then begin to um, be open to what God might bring. and uh, But don't put people in the place that God belongs. But God mm. will bring you mentors. And he will, you know, there are so many books out now, like your book, my book, that are the beginning of, those can be like mentors in our life to help walk yes. us through some things. There are counselors out there that have experience and knowledge of trauma and abuse, and they will help you to put the sinew on the bones, and they will mm-hmm. pray with you, and they will walk you through the steps that, that are necessary to sometimes face things you don't understand. Um, yeah. You know, those there were seasons in my life that I had that, and I'm so mm. thankful for it. I, I never try to ever say that this is something that happens overnight or, you know, you go down to the altar and do the little prayer and wave the magic wand and it's all done. You know, I believe the Holy spirit is powerful enough to transform us instantly, but he usually walks us through things. And it's like that Valley of dry bones where, you know, the, the muscle and the sinew comes and the, then the skin. And then pretty soon that this, what was once a Valley of all disconnected dry bones is now, uh, this army being armed and clothed for battle. And so it's a process that God will walk you through and he will order your steps. So you trust him ultimately mm-hmm. and completely. That is the foundation for it all. And, you know, I believe that churches are now starting to put programs in place for people and they provide many times counselors. And, you know, I think that if people are never going to be perfect, but if you find an encourager that knows the word, that's so important. And, mm. you know, when the word is being given as life, um, you can never go wrong. Uh, right. If it's given to you as just restrictions and laws and legalistic uh, framework, you know, I would yeah. shy away from that. I would say I need life. And, and God yeah. wants you to have his life and his fullness. So I do yeah. believe that God will connect you to the right people and the right materials 
to encourage you and to build you strong because there's so much more for you than where you are now. And you know it. I believe that people know it and they're hungry for it. And that's why they're here listening. Yes. Absolutely. I think we all know that there's, there's more. And, it's, and, and I think that uh, for me and I think from you and I think from our listeners today, it is um, the process of breaking through the walls of shame, guilt, and regret enough to say, I, there's more to me, I, but it's not yes. all packaged pretty like my life can right. look like. I, I may be the pastor's yeah. wife. I may be the piano player. I may be yeah. the women's mystery director. I may be someone in the neighborhood that has a good job or married to the right man or, you know, all these mm-hmm. things that we can say, oh, oh, this this will make them love me. This will this will do it. But mm-hmm. the truth of the matter of it is, is people are not going to be able to love you until they know who you really are. And the only way to That's do right. that is to find yourself back in Christ and to come before him. The Bible says in Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, seek you will seek me and find me when you seek me with your whole heart. You know, I, I used to think of that scripture, Brenda, and I go, what, 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 I'm such a word person. What's the most important word in that? Oh, seek. If I seek God, well, mm-hmm. that's, that's a pretty good yeah. word. Find me. That's good. I can find mm-hmm. him. But I found that God, to me, has said that the most important word in that is with your whole heart. God wants our heart. Mm. He's not interested in what we can do for him or what how we come packaged. Right. Isn't it correct? He just wants he wants yep. you. He wants me. He wants listener. He wants you. Not not what you can do for him. That's one of the reasons, Brenda, as you know, in, in our ministry, we don't even acknowledge, we don't even share our last names with one another. We come in, it's like, oh, Brenda, you're here because. Because Brenda is enough for yeah. us, you know. Whoever walks right. in, yeah. they are, you know, they are, um, they are God's masterpiece. They are the one that God yeah. chose and adopted, and all those things that we're told in Ephesians one. And and I know that that is your heart, and it's definitely my heart to help people be able to look in that mirror and say, I am, Amen. I am enough. I am significant, and my past mm-hmm. can truly take on God's purpose. And I can say, beginning today, God, I surrender my life, my being, my voice to you. And then to come back and say, and how can I help someone else with the life that I've lived? That's given uh, that pain a voice, isn't it, Brenda? And I see you doing that all the time in the way you minister on stage and and on TV and Mm -hmm. in the different ways. You give your hurts to your audience Mm -hmm. to inspire and encourage them. And that's that next step yeah. that we can take in becoming our more, yeah. isn't it? It it truly is. And, you know, if you look at all, some of the greatest men in the Bible, you know, had that moment. Peter had that moment when he, when he denied Christ. He realized, you know, I said I would die yeah. for him, and now I'm so yeah. ashamed. But it was out of that that he was transformed, and he, he then you know, brought in the, the gospel and the new church was born, you know, 3,000 yes. in one day came to know him. Yes. I mean, it's amazing. It's, this is part of our process because we are human and we're born into this sinful world. But, you know, God is rescuing you right now. He, you know, yes. your listeners that are so hurting and desperate, he is, he's in the process. He fights for you. He is rescuing you. And just trust him. It's a beautiful, yes. beautiful journey when you invite him into it. And, 
and truly allow him into the taboo places, all the places that you don't want to have to face and you'd rather cover up, you'd rather not have anyone know. And he's not going to ask everybody to tell their story to the whole world. But what's beautiful is that when you're healed, usually you just don't care anymore because you realize the gift and the power of the gift is so strong and so compelling that you feel like you need, you want to share it with somebody else that's hurting. And so that's a beautiful thing when God can bring beauty to your brokenness. Absolutely. And, 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 and a true purpose to the pain that you suffered and endured. And Brenda, we are down to our final few seconds. And I, I knew this hour Mm. was going to fly by so fast. I missed our long talks. I know. Yes, we will. We please let's do this again. I love yes, you, and, and I just I thank you, you for your life. I love. I thank you for your vulnerability. Uh, listeners, please, I will get all the information. Please um, get on Amazon and order from Brenda Crouch, her incredible book called Fight Forward, Reclaim the Real You. God wants you to reclaim you, and the rest of the world needs you as you are. So let's all find ourselves in Christ and and continue this incredible work that he has prepared in advance for us to do. Brenda Crouch, I love you so much. Please go to her website. I'll be posting all the information. And Brenda, we're going to do it again soon. I love you. Okay. Love you too. Thank thank you. And listeners, I, I thank you for joining us. I pray that you have been blessed. If you have any questions or any concerns, please contact us. Let us help you discover the real you. And until next week, I pray that you will continue this conversation. See you then, friends. Bye, everybody. God bless. To learn more about Kim's books, teaching materials, or to invite Kim to speak at your event, please visit KimCrable.com. Thank you for joining us today. And remember, to learn more, please visit kimcrable.com.